There is no darkness without light, and there is no light without darkness. I have both in me. This is Seriously Seagal. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Seriously Seagal, episode mm. 13, the Baker's Dozen episode. Is that, what? <laughs> that it is. Here we go. It, a, baker's, it, a Baker's Dozen is, is 12 plus, plus one. one. The plus so. one is for the Baker. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. What a greedy little bitch. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to Seriously Seagal, the podcast where we get serious about the films of Steven you know Seagal. It. We are the Seagal goons. And we ain't fucking around, motherfucker. And uh, let's go around the horn and say hello. This is P-Bear right here, drummer for the Van Burens. This is the sound of my voice. Over next to me, tucked up into a little tiny ball, wearing a blanket, having just binge-watched uh, four seasons of Game of Thrones in a week. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Oh, this is a. I guess I'm the flavor still after seeing four seasons, but I don't know. This is a flavor. Always glad to be here. Let me throw it across the room to my man. And we got Mr. Smitty over here, man in the helm of the ship. How's your nose tonight, Mr. Smitty? Fairly, fairly normal. <laughs> That's pretty average, yeah, Mr. S. Pretty average. I was dealing with some fire down below the, Ooh, during tonight's yeah. watching of uh, 2014's A Good Man. But before we get there, we have the three of us right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to touch base and just talk about Seagal generally for a second. Yeah, let's do okay. it. I, I, 13 I, episodes later. I got I to gotta get some stuff off my chest. So tonight I want to send it to a brand new segment called Confession Time with Father Flavor. Oh, Confessions with Father Flavor. Because I see when Steven has something on his mind, he wants to talk about his dark past. The man he once was. My child. And the man he needs to become. He goes to a priest. He does that tonight in uh, A Good Man 2014. Yep. <sighs> but yeah. All right, my child. All right, let's step You're into You're in the con- confessional. We're with- in the confessional right now. Is anybody else in there? Are you, Smitty- are you sitting on Smitty's lap in there? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> That's between me and the one true God, Stephen Seagal. Forgive me, my father, for I have sinned. And what have you... To confess today. I've besmirched the honor of a man, a good man, 2014. Steven Seagal, the man who brought Aikido to Hollywood. We've said some nasty things about him on this podcast. I've talked about how he must spend millions of dollars in Sharpies to keep his hair the way it looks. I've talked about how his movies are probably just a tax shelter that he and his cronies use to not pay the U.S. government any money. Good heavens, child. And so that it can get free craft services. Blasphemy. Looking at you, Ving Rams and Danny Trejo, I question whether Aikido is a real martial art form sometimes. Oh, and my whether, child. I'm oh. sorry, Father Flavor. And whether Seagal is really a, a champion of anything. Oh. The guns bother me, his preachiness, and the way he gets with these women who are 45 years younger than him now. But that's the old me, Father Flavor. For I have seen the light. Hit that music real quick. I've seen the light, Father Flavor, and I'm a new man. I love you, Steven Seagal, and I will do whatever it takes to bring you back to Hollywood. Shouted, shouted, child. And bring you back to the big screen. Steven is the one true God. Come on our podcast, Steven. Smitty, do you have any confessions for Father Flavor? Confessionals for Father Flavor. Tell me your sins, child. Forgive me, Father Flavor. For I have sinned. And what have you to confess? There are a great many, a great deal of many things that I have to confess. <laughs> a great deal of many. But tonight there shall only be one. Mm. And what is that? Well, here's the thing, Father. It's pretty bad. Oh, no. All is forgiven and all is understood in the house of Segal. Continue, child. Fear not. I had a very hard time getting through this movie tonight. As did I. (laughs) (laughs) But it's your love of Seagal that made you finish the movie, did it not? It was, it was. It was my faith in that the movie would end at some point. (laughs) Oh, no. I will say that all of our faiths are tested in different times, but... Our faiths were seriously tested tonight in this movie. It is the completion of the movie that is why that we were not... All three of us, shall I say, I'm including myself as a father in this, that we are not, shall I say, traitors against the Gaul because we finished the movie. Despite 
despite questioning it many, many times. Yes, yes. Our faith was our And bent. that poop break where we <laughs> could have just said, you know what, that's it. <laughs> we watched the movie to end watching the movie, I think, tonight. It's very true. All right. Now, if this was a Seagal movie, Father Flavor would probably be killed right now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, uh, well, speaking of fathers, there was a priest in this movie who, who did get roughed up quite a bit. Exactly. But, yeah. but he survived. He was their yeah. first priest, Which, I think, to survive uh, to the end of a movie. That's true. Yeah. 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 Actually. Good so, for him. So want to take it to the yeah. top of the movie? Cool. Here yeah, we go. Let's so. get into it. All right. <laughs> thank, All right. thank you, Father Flavor, by the way. Hold on. Hold on. Let's step out of these confessionals. Get off Smitty's lap. Smitty, get out of that <laughs> confessional. Sorry, I'm all torqued up right now. <laughs> That's really nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, very soothing. It is. Um, so this movie begins, I think, with one of the most insane, out-of-control, bonkers openings, title credit sequences we've ever seen. I think yep. this, this credit <laughs> I feel sequence... Like we, sorry, I feel like we say that like every week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that... <laughs> Very similar to like <laughs> On Deadly Ground or like all these movies that start out with a huge like fire down below with like But this had ev- this had everything. Yes. Yeah, so is, the, yeah. what is the first thing we see, Flav? A skippy. We see a skippy, <laughs> aka helicopters. You know what? I, I gotta stop for a second because I was listening to our last podcast. I never mm-hmm. th- I don't think we explained the skippy joke properly to give credit to the person who came up with Explain it, it man. So there's a special by a guy, Tom Segura, who's a comedian. Shout out to Tom Segura. And he has a segment about Steven Seagal, and in it, he talks about how Seagal pretends to be an expert on anything, and one of them, one of the examples he was giving was like, oh, you know, like, I know that's a UB-87, like, chopper, and the guy's like, well, how, how would you know that? And he's like, I've been working with helicopters for, like, forever, like, 45 years, and then the guy, and then, like, later, he's like, you know, they call that a skippy, and they're like, wait, why would they call a helicopter a skippy? And he's like, well, just listen to it, a skippy, So that's why we call, keep calling things skippy. It's not our joke. It came up with Tom Segura. Tom, we love you. Come on our... Podcast. Yeah, come on our podcast, on our podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. He has a lot of funny things to say about Seagal. But anyway, so we open up with a Skippy. We actually open up with three Skippies, ultimately, <laughs> I mean, against a blazing sunrise or set. It was yeah. very Apocalypse Now style kind of shot. Okay. Yeah. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really wishing that the three of us were piloting those three Skippies. Yeah, it seemed a little too perfect. perfect. The whole time there's credits going, though. It was like the most yes. insane credit sequence Keone Waxman was credited twice, once at the Director beginning, once Keone at the beginning. Director Keone Waxman is credited as a writer. It's a Keone Waxman film, and it's also directed by Keone Waxman. Yeah. So he gets oh, three okay. title yeah, cards in the opening just, sequence. But hey, shout out to my man, Bin Dang, producer. <laughs> <laughs> He's done other Seagal movies. It's nice to see a familiar face again. We love you, Bin Dang. Get us involved, man. Yeah. Bring us to Poland. So we start out in this, like... Where are we? I, I never knew in this yeah, movie. It's a terrorist, yeah, okay, yeah, never it's a terrorist hideout of some sort. Russia? We're maybe well, in Russia. This is maybe like Uzbekistan yeah, or Kazakhstan. Or is this all Poland? I think the rest of the movie is set in Eastern Europe, but this yeah. part I don't think. All right, so basically in, we're in like a terrorist hostage camp, right? Mm-hmm, and they got to mm-hmm. infiltrate this place. And so they're sending in Seagal and, and one other guy. I was confused by this. They're also sending in a drone to yes. blow the place up. And Seagal and his buddy are on a mission. I think what happened is that they sent Seagal on this one. Well, they sent didn't it, didn't they originally want to send more people, and then they just sent Seagal exactly, one guy. And I yep. think they just were yep. like, "They're not going to make this out of alive. This is our backup. Let's just blow this place to smithereens." Ah, love this video. <laughs> <Yeah>. Smithereens. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the plan. But then Seagal actually managed to like get everybody. In it, but the, he was like, "No, don't." The situation is it's a terrorist camp using women and children as mm-hmm, human mm-hmm. shields. Um, Seagal is his name. His code name is Ghost in this. Yep. Like yep. Game of Thrones right there. And uh, his buddy is, uh, his buddy is, what's his pals? Uh, uh, movie star is movie his star. code name. Yeah. Okay, yes. And yes. he's only in the opening scene. We don't see him ever again. But he doesn't that. die, right? I was wondering about that. No, he doesn't die. No. no, no, no. I thought for sure he was, he was going to eat it. But, yeah. Um, no. So Seagal and uh, Ghost and Movie Star are surrounding this terrorist camp where, again, women and children being used as human shields. Yep. A drone-style uh, uh, plane is coming in to blow up this place at the same time. A mini Skippy, if you will. <laughs> mini, <laughs> mini Skippy, Skippy, Skippy. Skippy. Uh, uh, and Seagal, Seagal and, his, and Movie Star staking this place out, yeah. uh, getting in there. Movie Star sets up as like, a sniper position. Yeah, I'm just I like the whole beginning sequence was just like 
Because of the well, title cards that lasted it for was like tough. five yeah, minutes, yeah. it was really hard it's to tell what was going on. Very disjointed. But we also saw that Seagal was a pigeon man in a former life <laughs> at some point, a Mike Tyson <laughs> pigeon man. What was that? Well, that was basically, that 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 was that happened right after after our opening sequence. That was the first shot. It was like him, like kind With, of, yeah. it seemed like he had like was like having a flashback of some sort to that occasion or whatever. Yeah. Okay, um, right, right, right. Yes, there is that wipe or that transition of just half Seagal's face against half of Mountains. And then there's uh, like the little like before. shot of the girl, like him remembering her and stuff like yeah. that. Like, oh, yeah. right. Okay, so we didn't so talk about that. So let's. He's yeah. drinking whiskey. There's security camera footage. Yep. Um, and then he's being told about this group that he's supposedly like. Right. There's a lot of acronyms out. going on. So they they say. Everything. They give you the main villain of this right away, Mr. Chen. They they go ahead and say it that he's an Islamic fundamental terrorist. He didn't seem like an Islamic no. fundamental no, terrorist. No, he's an Asian man in charge of an Asian gang. I don't understand what that there was nothing to Chai, do. Chai Com, I think I caught what I was it like, was what? or something like that. Because they say that in the beginning and he takes out this terrorist squad and stuff, but then like all through the movie, Mr. Chen never references any terrorist like deeds, any Islamic notions, he, any, like right. you never see him sit down and pray at five p.m. He, like, he's an arms dealer. Yes, I was about to say he's the arms dealer, basically. So, so I feel he, like he's he just giving using the religion arms. as as just a tool to get in with these yeah, terrorists. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, okay. I'm a I brother. I'm a, he's a business. He, he's a businessman. <laughs> Islamic um, fundamentals. I really ass. like the moment when Seagal and Movie Star are talking about uh, sending uh, these these terrorists up to heaven. And then Seagal oh, yeah, the just, look, Seagal just oh, looks yeah, up at the sky. Yeah. There's a shot of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like a still picture yeah. shot, too. Yeah, it's it like was like super awkward. It was a it still was picture like, of the sky. Was, yeah. He also, he, definitely Seagal is improvising throughout this movie quite a bit. He has that line about, does this terrorist guy get more pussy than I do? Yeah, that was, I, I didn't quite. And then they yeah, make a 77 virgins joke, yeah, and then they look at the sky for a second. And then they see that, do they see the drone? Um, at some point, yeah, 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 yeah. He hears it, and then and then he calls the in the drone and is like, "You're gonna give away my position, so you got to back off." And they're like, "Roger." So they give him more space. So he so he starts to but go then, into yeah. this building right yeah. now. Um, he has movie star looking through the sniper scope, telling him about um all the rovers about yeah um the women and children were raising the stakes inside there. We find out we have six hajis inside, mm -hmm. and uh, Steven Seagal <laughs> suddenly starts. Is this now when he whips out his sword and things get really ridiculous? Yeah. I think immediately as he goes in there and they're like, yeah. we have five. It's like, like right away. It was so strange to yeah. see this guy armed, armed to the teeth with guns. He's hiding he, it in his back. Like he does this multiple like, times comes, in the movie. It comes, it comes out, out of this like, like armpit or exactly. something. It's, it comes out <laughs> so fast. It was too. like a video game where you can cycle through all the weapons exactly. that you have. And you're like, How could exactly. you actually carry all these things? It, it, Seagal yeah, does it dude. in real life today. When he just whips out this this shorter sword <laughs> that he calls uh what does he call a devil's meat cleaver a devil's butcher knife butcher, butcher knife, knife yeah, um, yeah later on and he uses he uses this uh, weapon to serious effect in this movie yeah so basically he takes out all these terrorists and he realizes this drone is coming in so he's like he calls back to his he's like you got to stop this thing because there's women and children here right and they're like go fuck yourself Stephen and he's like that's that's not what he I kept saying to hear. no joy no joy no joy right. Um, Joy just meant like the person, like if he took them out, right? Right. It's, so because like later, like because what he does actually get his hit when they're like driving away and he shoots the one guy. He's like, target got no joy on the secondary target. Okay. So because he shoots the main guy and he's like, target acquired oh, okay. no joy on the secondary target. Right. So, so I took that to mean that joy just means if he got his target. Or after Seagal like blows the doors he's just on this using place, it like willy nilly. That could also be true. That after Seagal blows the doors on this place, Mister Chen, the arms dealer. And the terrorist Abu Normal. Abu Normal. Yeah, <laughs> his right. last name is Normal. Yeah, is that a or, or, or young sorry, sorry, Abdul 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 Normal? Yeah, it's yeah, a code yeah, name. I think they gave him two other names, and they're like, but they just called Abdul Normal. Right, right. That's like a young Frankenstein Abby Normal yeah. brain joke. <laughs> um, those guys escape. They just Seagal, try to book it. Yeah, Seagal shoots a bunch of these dudes, but the drone is coming no matter what. They've right. already. Well, he decides to grab the first child he sees because this is the girl that gets to live, I guess, arbitrarily. Well, Whoa. she she runs into his arms just as well, the drone is approaching. Yeah, um, the drone drops its bombs. The place explodes. Seagal and, and this and this little girl go flying, flying out of frame, absolutely flying. Christopher Reeve level stuff. But going the best on. part is that he uses this he, girl yes, yeah, as yeah. a buffer for his landing, it and it's not even like they don't even try to hide. It's very obvious if you see this movie. You can see him holding the girl out in front of him as they land. 
He's like turning her midair so that he can like land on her and like break his fall. It's, it was it's, not a very heroic look for Seagal in that slow mo scene. Oh my god! <laughs> like, did they mean to film it like that? I don't know. That was that was probably weird. not. <laughs> I don't think so. That was probably the best. You thing know ever. how you can? It's funny that you mentioned. Did they mean to film things like that? I read this thing recently that said that Ben Affleck put in a random like oral sex scene in Goodwill Hunting that didn't mm-hmm. make any sense just to see if the studio execs were actually reading the script or gave a fuck about it at all. Really? Yeah, like as a test. He just like put it in there. Like him and Matt Damon were like, let's do this to see if they're actually reading this because they're wasting our time like telling us to send them scripts and they like put in an oral sex scene in the middle of like a classroom or something like, where it just would not make sense at all. Just to see if the execs were reading it, mm-hmm. like almost like doing that in a paper with a professor or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Huh. That's really funny. That's yeah. funny. But uh, that's a good point. I don't think they meant to show that or like maybe they just didn't catch it. Okay. So speaking of Goodwill Hunting, this little girl dies and she does. Seagal has failed or perceives himself to have failed on his mission. Mm-hmm. The bad guys have got away. You can imagine he's drinking a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's probably a little he bit more whiskey. Already. And then we get kind of a flash for- a cut forward into the rest of the movie. Right. But yeah. we see that Seagal is, is an elite operative, yep. <laughs> as before, and he is a man with a dark past. Yeah. Always. Um, so what happens after this whole, like, where do we go next? I think where we go is the Keith David non-Seagal Memorial MVP. Okay. Keith David non-Seagal MVP. Hey, boy. Yeah. Hey, Keith. It's good to be here. Keith, you're here every week, man. <laughs> I missed out the last segment. Don't you have more things to do? Yeah, or don't better you have things to do? Keith? I'm waiting for Seagal. <laughs> and Jim is until Monday. <laughs> Seagal, pick up the phone, brother. Get Keith David. My Keith David non-Seagal Memorial MVP tonight for a good man goes to Seagal's dog, Roman. Oh, oh wow. He was okay. so cute. He was, what we see right after this, uh, this young girl dies in Seagal's favor. Uh, failed mission at the beginning is that Seagal now has a, a therapy dog with him a golden retriever who apparently doesn't have a name how do we learn this I, because he lets the uh the young girl that we meet um name name, the, name dog. the dog for him <laughs> yes He's exactly like, yeah. I don't know I haven't been calling him anything here you go you can name it you so know, it's, yes it's, we yeah. flash forward to Seagal living in an apartment in some some European city we're not sure which one we yeah. think we're in Eastern Europe um the the accents yeah. in this movie are all over all, all yeah. over the map all, all over, over the map. I, I, on, while we were just talking a little bit, I was trying to figure out where this was kind of set, and mm-hmm. all I can get is Eastern Europe. It's in Eastern yeah. Europe, right? I can't get any sure. like. They love Seagal out there. Right? <laughs> they do love Seagal. I, I think he and he loves them. Um, so we cut forward to the scene mm-hmm. where um, Seagal, his life, he does look like he's down in the dumps. He's despondent. He's a man with a dark and sordid past. Okay. He steps out into the hallway of his apartment oh, building right, 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 yeah. and sees this beautiful young lady who we discover is named Lena, his yeah. neighbor. Lena? Yeah. Not a huge thing for short-haired girls, but, you know, it's all right. Oh, she's, she's very... Oh, yeah, she's, I get it. It's just, you know... Yeah. Another beautiful Eastern European woman that mm-hmm. Seagal probably found on Facebook. <laughs> probably found her on <laughs> Instagram or Facebook. Dude, there would be so many people that want to be in his movies from those, like, groups that we're part of. <laughs> We would be like, imagine if he just like said one of the time, like, "Hey, like, I'm looking for some extras in my film." Like, wouldn't we be oh like, "Yes, dude, I would love to be killed by Seagal on oh film." Oh my god, that would be so cool. <laughs> what if we could we be should, our own non-Seagal MVPs in a movie? Oh, <laughs> that would be holy shit, Seagal, put crazy. us in your movie. Come on the podcast, please. Kill us on film. Yeah, kill us on film. Okay, so the dog is your MVP. Nice. The dog is okay. my MVP because the dog uh, runs up to the little girl. Mia? The dog basically keeps the thread of the story going. The dog, yeah, the dog. Imagine if the dog didn't need to go out at that time and didn't need to approach that girl. Maybe he wouldn't have even gotten involved. He sets things off exactly. Yes, yeah. Seagal's okay. life is very different at the end. Okay, so I guess. So that we, dog and is we also kind of meet Lena and and uh, Mia, the little girl, who become very important. This movie is a, a, like a lot of Seagal's recent films. There are like seven people in this movie, and then yeah. a lot of goons. And the the way the family element ties into the criminal element is very heavy handed in this in yeah. this movie. It's, this little it's girl one becomes big family so important. A family that spans like four decades in in a matter of <laughs> brothers and sisters somehow. Like yeah, Lena and Mia are sisters. Mia is eight, seven, yeah, maybe something, something like, like that. that. Lena's got to be twenty two. No older. Uh, Older? Mid-20s. How old do you think Mid-tw- she is? Like, I was going to say mid-20s. 20, 22 is a little young. She might be mid- playing younger, but she looks like she's like, you know. And then there's also a brother in their 30s. Who's like late 30s. Who has an American accent. Okay, I can't even. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But, Wait, uh, but his name's Sasha. But the dog is my MVP because okay. he also watches Steven torture that dude later in the movie. Uh, 
and just he's just chilling. Yeah, yeah he's he's so calm about it. I was it. hoping he would go comfort the guy being tortured. A little ironic. He didn't care. He really didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> he spent too much time with well, Steven. As Steven said, he's a former dope dog, so he did work for the force at one point. So you know, he knows what's up. Oh, okay. the, is the dog also an elite ex operative? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> right at the that's like in the last scene. Oh, he, it, when he sends the dog with them, oh, like he says great. that he was a former dope dog. Oh, so. yeah, he does. <laughs> Play, who's your non-Segal MVP? My non-Segal MVP has got to be the father. <laughs> he survives. He survives his movie. Oh, yeah, okay. the That's one point, yeah. father that survives. Uh, he gets a little roughed up. You see him kind of banged up, but he survives. I was calling yeah. him Father Roadkill, Father, okay. Father Redshirt, <laughs> Father Hamburger, <laughs> and he survived. He does survive. It's very so, impressive. So uh, that, that would be my MVP today. It's a quick one, you know. It's just not, it's just not, you, you don't see somebody survive a Seagal movie in that kind of a position. <laughs> like, he knows so much about Seagal. He's like Dan Russ from Out of Reach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did survive. Shout out, DR. All right, Smitty, what do you got? Okay, so my non-Segal MVP is is somewhat random, yeah, but I it. just I I enjoyed it so much I couldn't let it pass up. So um, there's this scene um in the middle of the film where uh they're at the strip club, and Lean is working the bar, right? And um and Segal's there, or or wait, I think it's either Segal or Sasha. Um, but anyway, this guy, one of the goons, kind of Vladimir's goons, mm-hmm. comes up to her and talks to her and is like, oh, I want to dance, baby. But this guy's voice and his acting <laughs> yes, is, yes. is so out of control. I, it just reminds me of Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I'm just going to play this clip really quick right here. We'll take a listen. Hey, beach, I work here or what? Hey, where are you going, honey? I want to lap dance. <laughs> you know, it takes uh, the IQ of mature caterpillar. There's another difference between the staff and the dancers. You understand? I want that bar bitch to dance for me, so fuck you. <laughs> and Seagal easily takes care of him. Oh, that yeah. part is great. I was thinking uh-huh. he sounds like the Polish Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that's great. That that included one of my one-liners in there, too. That's, oh, yeah. that's a great one-liner yeah. right there. It's, oh, it's or he sounds good. like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yes, and he has the same yes. ca- he has the same oh, cadence. Hi, Mark. Yeah, I was gonna say the Tommy Tommy for the room. That's oh, a, hi, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> I want that Bob bitch to dance for me. <laughs> uh, so, oh God, what was ha- what is happening in this movie? It's, it's very confusing know, I mean. at the beginning. And how does this relate to Force of Execution at all? That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. This is a prequel to last week's Force of Execution, it's, 2013, that we did with Big Bro I'm Max. I'm 100 positive that they just forgot and they made this film, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like we said, this is a prequel. Which explains why there's two prequels to a force of execution. Because weren't we so confused about that? Well, We're like, hopefully, forgot. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, next week we find out what happens in between this one and Force of Execution. Maybe we can actually see his transition we to better. becoming the crime boss because he is very far removed from that at this point. Right. It's it's so out of control. It has nothing to do with that movie. No, it's none it's, of the themes yeah. even really connect. His, no. just his name is Alexander in this right. movie. That's the only connection. Yeah, and Keone Waxman's impeccable director. Keone. <laughs> and then we all, we also meet this dude who looks like a bad guy at first, but then we find out is yeah, kind of the kind good of guy. A good guy. He's, he's just in a tough spot. Sasha. Sasha. He's he's. We find out Lena's brother yeah. and also Mia's brother. Who is now in his okay? So again, this forties. The age yeah. range difference. I don't know. The, I don't, the mom must have loved sex. I guess. Um, yeah. Or the dad. With maybe they have different moms. Same dad. Yeah, something like you that. Know, like he was just getting getting it. We see him uh, th- uh, throw a guy through a chair, putting him down, which was pretty cool. That's right. pretty cool. And yeah. then uh, he's just basically extorting a, a local business owner for money. It seems like he's involved in the mafia. But of then some he sort. like kind of he kind of like. But it's kind mercy on the guy. He's he a nice let guy. Him bad chop guy. his fingers off. He know? says, "I'll give you some time," I'll... and he even lets him keep his money for the time being. The only reason he is involved is because he's paying off his father's debts. Uh, so he's not really that bad of a guy. He's actually kind of a good right, guy, just trying to paying off like, the debts of their fathers, trying to pay off his debts, and, and then he wants to just How game get of out Thronesy of there. Is that huh? So he answers to Victor, the guy who runs the strip club. And Vladimir? Victor, uh, Vladimir. 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 Sorry, right. Vladimir, the guy who runs the strip club. And where Lena also works. Hmm? And Vladimir answers to Mr. Chen. Chen. Yes. Mr. Chen. Who is that's... an Islamic fundamental terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, I guess. Chinese <laughs> Islamic fundamental terrorist. 
just the story, the the threads of this were confounding to me. There's also the yeah. the, the side thing of there's what the appears to be and a serial killer on the yep. loose, an Oriental serial killer that is leaving joss sticks, which are kind of incense sticks, um, and like killing marks, Russian dudes, killing Russian dudes, and leaving like signatures, the white ghost, etc. At the scene of these crimes. And we see two detectives also trying to track this thing down. These are all coming together. One of which I was calling uh, Oliver Platten Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <a> really <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, very fitting. He did those. Very yeah, accurate description. Didn't, didn't look like that. <laughs> but the, uh, the beginning of this movie was so confusing. We're talking about Russia. We're talking about China. We, we don't even where, know where we are in the world. I think we need to track some, some of this stuff down. I think we need to go to Flavors of the World. Oh man, do I have some good flavors for you <laughs> guys some today? Good flavors. Mm. Mm. So, the <laughs> theme is, you know, you think I was, you think I was talking about Eastern Europe? Nope, I'm gonna be taking you guys to Asia. You're taking us to Asia I'm today. Taking you guys to Asia today. Up on the train. The theme <laughs> that was pervasive through this movie was Asian proverbs. <laughs> yes. Asian proverbs, Asian sayings, Asian markings next to these Russian dead bodies. But. Uh, you know, there's two that were said by Mr. Chen initially that I were I was just like, I don't believe one of them, and the next one was fine. So I decided to do a little bit more research about Confucius, some of the sayings that he came up with, what they mean, etc. And so we'll start, I'll tell you the two that were in the movie, and then I'll actually have you guys guess some of the other ones. That I oh, I like those. We're getting seriously to go right here. You know, I, I have to say something about the Asian people are just, they're very, very... No, 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 no. Wait, you're, you're, you're already sucking in your yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. No, they're very <laughs> down-to-earth kind of people. If you look at these proverbs, there's a lot of just very logical stuff and things like that. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative of these. This is Confucius we're going with right um, now? Well, right now, I'm not exactly sure if Mr. Chen was quoting Confucius or not, because the first one doesn't make any sense. So the first thing we hear Mr. Chen say is, if you stand by a river long enough, you will indeed see your enemy's dead bodies float by. <laughs> Yes, I was very I was confused like, by that one. I don't. I think he might have made that up. I yeah, think he was, was kind of like a joke. Up. I think oh, it yes. kind of fit his purposes at the moment. I thought he was going to say something about it would rise up to meet you, or yeah. you would find yourself in the river at some point. Mm-hmm. That would make or like more you sense. You would get washed away or something. Yeah. Second one though made a little bit more sense. He says, uh, "Always remember to dig two graves when you set out for war." Like, all right, that makes that makes sense if you think. I thought of it in the sense that you're digging one for your enemy, one, but like also for potentially yourself. yourself. As well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, smart. See, that one made a lot more sense than the first one that he said. Uh, here's some that are actually from uh, ancient Chinese proverbs. Okay, here we go. Try to try to see this if you can. Cool flavors of the world, right yeah, now. Yeah. Like first one is Shan Jian Dai Lei La Jiang. I'm supposed to. You want me to guess what that means? Yes. <laughs> let me let me give you the first. It has to do with lightning. And, okay. And thunder. If lightning strikes a bear, he will thunder throughout the night. I mean, I've heard that before from you, but... <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. No, I mean, literally, when you got struck by lightning that one time, remember? Oh, and I thundered throughout the night? Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Smitty, what's your translation? If lightning strikes, thunder will follow. It's <laughs> pretty good. Very I close. Know, I don't know. Lightning comes before thunder. And yeah, it's actually a, used as a, it. a punishment <laughs> yeah, proverb. You yell at your kids before you strike them. So they would Ooh. say that to their kids, and, beat and they would be like, we're going to yell, so don't be worse, because then what comes after lightning is thunder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All right. I like that. Give here's us another a, one. Here's a funny one. Shenzhen bu ba yan ji xie. And this has to do with a foot and a shoe. And it's not put one foot before the other. That's too easy. Smitty, take a guess. Um... If the shoe fits, dance all night. Very close. No. <laughs> Let me, can I hear it again? Can I hear this? <laughs> yep. It's Shenzhen Bu Ba Ying Zhe You can put your foot in a shoe, but you can't put a shoe in your foot. Ah, oh, it's close. A straight foot is not afraid of a crooked shoe. Straight foot is not afraid of a crooked shoe. That's to do with like foot binding or anything? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, yeah, no. I don't know. Um, <coughs> I, and I don't know if that's true. Even that sounds like something that Mr. Cheng would say. <laughs> well, well, he's like torturing someone's yeah. feet. Tweet us what you think that actually means. But here's one that's, uh, that that applies. Go. Here's the last one for you guys that applies to this movie, particularly. Bing Bu Yan Zha, and it has to do with war. 
War. Bing Bu Yanza. Hold on one more time. Bing Bu Yanza. There is darkness in the light, and there's light in the darkness. Both are in me. No. No. War is hell. Closer. Nothing is too deceitful in war. Mmm. Good oh, God, okay. Joe. What That's is it a good, good one. for? Yeah. But very, very interesting proverbs. If you go and look, there's thousands of them, obviously. But a lot of them were translated into, like, the Eshop's fables, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. A lot okay. of those sayings that you hear two birds are uh, worth one, one, one in the, the hand the, is worth two in the bush. bush. Those yeah, kinds yeah. of things. Those are all... Kind of interchangeable. I've, there's a lot in Indian um, old proverbs like that too. So there were some lovely sayings going on throughout this uh, film. A good man. Do you want to? Do you want to yeah. keep taking it, Flav? Do you want to take I, it to maybe to some keep, of your favorites? Yeah, let's keep flavor going. Flavor super segment. Flavors favorites. Yeah, the flavor super segment. Here we go. The flavor bonanza. Flavor super segment part two. Flav faves. All right, these are going to be in English. <laughs> I've been working on my Chinese, man. That's good. That actually it sounded, sounded pretty, pretty good, good. dude. I, I, I want a Chinese yeah. listener I to... Chinese I would really love a Chinese listener to tell me how that was. I tried to copy the Google voice. There's like a little thing that you can put in the Chinese words and it'll tell you how to say it. So I've been trying to trying to do that. Yeah, not bad. Nice. Tom Tom is listening. He should know. Ah, he's Japanese, but he's he's dead. His girlfriend is, is uh, Chinese. Hillary, tell me how I did. I know they're listening to this. Hillary, hit us up at uh, on Twitter at Seriously Cigar or on Facebook, right on our wall. She's like, terrible. That's a- yeah. <laughs> She's like, those weren't even what that means. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something. You probably said something. Exactly yeah, you said donkey fucker three times in a row. And- <laughs> <laughs> so the first quote that I had was what we opened up our segment with. I kind of love that. So um, we're not. Ha- we don't have to go back to that one again. Uh, yeah, I just went to that well again. So. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the, one of the best ones is when. They, when Steven has um, the girl with him, uh, what's Lena. Her? Lena, yeah, exactly. And the guys, you know, these like bad guys are like, oh, like whatever, like that hoe belongs to like our club. Oh, yeah, and when they're walking outside the, the alley. <laughs> Steven is like, you know who that hoe belongs to? Yeah, she belongs to me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, that scene is pretty uh, awesome, too. It's. I mean, all of his scenes are awesome. But that's also when the scene where, where we see that Steven Seagal is the serial killer because oh, he kills right. all these guys and then leaves steals Jostics. Vladimir's money and leaves the joysticks there and somehow writes some of these Chinese characters yes. on the ground. I don't know any time to do that. Yeah. It's pretty much the John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, of, we, of yeah. we see him like kill the people, but we never ever see him do any of the uh, Chinese um, markings on the ground. No. And we see him burn the, the joysticks. Yeah, we see him kill said. It. We don't see him actually. Maybe right. he has yeah, like yeah, a yeah, stamp yeah. on his shoes. <laughs> yeah, he just like steps in their blood and then like puts an imprint right next to them. Of the yes. <laughs> yes. So that mystery is actually solved very, very quickly into this film. What else you got, Flav? So I got, uh, I know you don't trust me, but you got to trust me. <laughs> I was like, there, there was no other way to put that. <laughs> like, that's such an odd statement. I like how that, that made it your favorite uh, quote. It's awesome. Yeah, that, I think, was another Steven Seagal. it's just Seagal. such a strange thing to say. I think I that's like, an improv. I think a lot of this movie, especially in the second half, it seemed that Seagal was really, really phoning in his lines and just saying, like, I know what we got to do. Just do what I tell you to, tell you to do. Yeah. So then Very here comes to my top three. My third, in third place is when he's talking, when he's talking to... I forget who exactly this is, but he's talking about getting revenge for them taking Mia. And he's like, I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. And he says it in oh, a very... Oh, right. Like, I forgot about that. Very yeah, ex- slow that one down uh, again. I, I will snatch yep. every motherfucker mm-hmm. birthday. No, no punctuation after... Not motherfucker's birthday. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. They also had subtitles on, and that's, that's, that's what they said. That's literally what it said. That's what, what they that said. I, it means he's going to like kill them so they don't see their next birthday anymore, but like, why would you say it like that? And like, why are you trying to have like an odd like inflection on it? His voice changed for that one part. I'm like... Usually you do that when you're around like an ethnic person. <laughs> Usually Seagal does whatever that. Whatever ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, Usually Seagal, Seagal does copies that. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But this time he does it to some random yeah, he's, white he's, guy from Poland. And he's, it's like, doing right. his, uh, he's doing his New Orleans drawl. Uh, yeah, and it's like you're just talking to some random dude from Poland. He doesn't... What are you... Why does he... That, that is a connection between... I think Seagal... I think the connection between these movies is that Seagal wanted to keep doing that accent. So they made this a prequel. <laughs> he's like, I really like doing the New Orleans drawl. Yeah, drawl, man. It's just very... Lazy way of I, speaking. I thought in the in the beginning of the movie though, his voice was like super low and gruff. It was. And it changed to me. It's it sounded very. I, I, I feel like it even changed 
throughout the movie. So it my, wasn't uh, consistent. So my top two now, my second place is a little bit longer, and it's a back and forth with him and uh, Mr. Chen. Okay. At the end. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of good And, uh, you know, Seagal goes, I'll give you one last chance. He goes, you're going to give me one last chance in my house with my guns? He says, yeah. I lied, but that's what I do. I lie for a living. Even goes, I got some bad news for you. I lie for a living too. Guess what? I'm not a handyman. I'm a professional killer. I came here to kill you, Guaylo. That's the way it is. <laughs> well well nice, done, dude. Flint. Nice delivery. Um, yes, and that that's pretty much towards the end when Seagal suddenly is in has attacked Chen's palace and yeah. the the ultimate boss level scene right there. Right. Yeah. Um, and but then the it's just so funny ugh. that like that that whole thing that it's just. The back and forth I thought was great because, like, did he really believe he was a handyman this whole time? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yes, that was exactly. a big reveal. Like, guess what? I'm not a handyman. Well, uh, again, like, he's really doing... the six foot four gigantic man in front of me that's been shooting all my guards. You're not a handyman, <laughs> right. really? Oh, okay. yeah, Chen is so. I did not know this. He's <laughs> so shocked by that. His eyes go wide. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Why? Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was about to say. His reaction to that is <laughs> yeah. like priceless. He's like, oh my <laughs> god, he's like, not just is, a handyman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, um, it, yeah, Seagal was, was once was again great. doing like and fire down below. He's, he's yep. it's part of his Christ-like personality is that he is there to, to just to mend things. Yeah, which actually ties in perfect to my best one-liner from this movie. But but it up. Oh shit! <laughs> and he says this right <laughs> as he sees he's drinking some whiskey. He's looking outside his window and he sees these Russian mobsters take the little girl. Oh yes, right, right, right. And he's just like, oh. Shit, and it says so much in those two words because you know he's thinking, "Here I go again." Like it's gonna be me that's gotta save this girl. He doesn't know who this girl is, like what her deal is. He has nothing to do with this. He could literally just sit there and do nothing, and there would be no movie. But he looks at this and he's like, "I'm, I'm fucking Steven Seagal. I gotta do something about this." Like, oh shit, here we go. And then there's our movie. You know, it's just yes. I. It just said so much when he took that drink and he looked out there and he said, "I was like, he knows what's up. He knows what he has to do now." I also like that Steven is in the apartment next to these girls, uh, Lena and yeah. Mia, who get uh, harassed and kidnapped, or the little one gets kidnapped, and they're being harassed by these, these goons. Right. Uh, Vladimir's goons, Vladimir's I think. Goons. Vladimir's yep. goons, yeah. Um, and Seagal's just in the apartment over. There's a big ruckus going on, and yep. he doesn't really notice. He is just <laughs> Until drinking they take a beer. The girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sees the girl get taken, Yeah. and then we're basically in out of reach, or uh, and, you know, yep. yeah. the belly of the beast again. <laughs> exactly. This family, what is going on with these people? Because every single one of them winds up kidnapped at some point in this movie. And then they end up kidnapped in the same place. Right? Except for the but little girl. Except rooms. for the little girl, yeah. Except yeah, for the yeah. little girl, right. Sasha right, right. and Lena get captured into in like the same this, place, yeah, but in different rooms. Across right. the hall from each other. I was having um, so much trouble with just the, the arc of this movie. You have yeah. another what, what you got? No, I was just I'm trying to look through my notes of that part to be like, what was going on exactly? How would you describe this movie? Like the last movie I said a, a drug lord empire is attacked and he <sighs> defends it is the one sentence sum up. Yeah, I don't force know of how to sum this movie up. What, it's how less do you sum this movie up? It's not as disjoint, like it's not as hard to follow as Force of Execution, but it's equally right. as choppy and disjointed. It's very choppy. I'd say it's better than Force of Execution. Yes, yeah, I would watch this over Force of Execution, but I, I don't know how to describe. It. What do you say, Mr. Smitty? I would say <clears throat> Seagal is a man <laughs> out to <laughs> out for justice. out for justice, trying yeah. to. Uh, Take down a previous target he had failed to assassinate. Okay. Okay. Before. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what. That's it's basically about. what it's about in the end because he's like, I follow Chen like, like you know, through Asia, all Wrong, over Eastern right, Europe, right. like killing his goons wherever he went, drive him out if anywhere, sure. you know. And I feel like that's that's the ultimate like. There's all this stuff in play within it, but that's the big picture scheme. That, it, that is character. very much the big picture thing. Um, but it was just very confusing because the bad guy work. Okay, so this guy Vladimir who. Sasha works for, yeah, and also who Lena, the older sister, is kind of like forced to work. Is forced there. to work yeah. for. Yep. Um, his money gets stolen by Seagal, and then so he goes to Chen and says, "Or is it Chen or Cheng? Chen, Chen, Jake or Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake, Jack. Um, he goes to Chen and Cheng. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, no, it's Chen. P.F. Chang's, dude. And, shout out and to P.F. Chang's. They got some good low main. Shout Continue. out to P.F. Chang's. Continue. We're brought to you by P.F. Chang's, Wendy's, Coke, Pepsi. Qdoba. Steven Seagal Color Forms, Scent of Action Cologne. Polar Seltzers. Ooh, Polar Seltzers. Mazda. Oh, of course, Mazda. 
Um, and te- uh, Telefunken. Telefunken. Microphone. Microphones. Um, yep. What was I just talking Oh, so he goes to Chen. He's, yep. he's threatened. He's given 24 hours to get the money back, the money that Seagal stole, again, from this club owner, owner Vladimir. He's also given the chance to bring Lena to Chen. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. And then so he goes to the apartment and steals the little girl instead. Why did he do that? He said that. that it would be more like if he was like if that if he's willing to pay for you like imagine for like the little girl like I guess he just thought that she would be more worth is more that money, the creepy, money. Is that the creepiest the creep thing of all guy. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very creepy. To also just be like, oh, a pedophile would like an even younger girl. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, because yeah. didn't he say the younger the better? At one point, he's like, I have customers who like the younger the better. Right. Okay. So the human trafficking element yeah, from out very, of reach comes into, into play. In the, yeah, yeah well. and there's that guy who's like licking people's purses and doing weird shit. That creepster. <laughs> There's that dude, you know, did you see that guy like lick that I, I chick? Oh, yeah, that, that was really gross. That was really gross. He licked this chick's like purse or something. Like when they're in right before he kidnaps the girl, she's just sitting there and he like licked her Maybe purse. Maybe really likes leather. Like, what the f- doing? Meanwhile, the guy Sasha yeah. is uh, at that payphone. I was wondering what payphone exists I'm in the world in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Sounds great, man. Yeah. <laughs> Adam yeah, Levine, everyone. All stars here. Today. Yeah, people coming in, people coming through. Hey, if Adam Levine here is Seagal, should be here. Okay, so this this guy who, what did you think uh, Sasha looked like? We were talking about a lot of different celebrities. Um, I thought he looked like John Ham Stamos. That's pretty good. Wow. Okay, he yeah, he kind of had like a, a more hunkier Adrian Brody vibe and less nosy as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> less nosy that. Brody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think he looked like, Flav? I don't know. <laughs> I agree with both 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 of what you slash. Said. Um, hold on, there's this one guy. Hold on, let me, give me a second here. <laughs> He's kind of the guy who does a lot of the action that Seagal's not doing in this movie, and and for a big a portion of it, it seems like it is. Sasha's movie. He's, dude, he's, he's doing a big dude. He does a lot of like specific kind of like wrestling moves, and say so he's like throwing people around. It's almost like I would say oh, we got to say this for talking geeks. Well, do you think maybe we should go there? We think we should maybe round out this mega. Uh, flav yeah, block maybe, with maybe we should do that. Mega Flav block. Part three, Talking Meeks with the Brown Man. Hey, everybody, Talking Talkin Meeks with the Brown Man. What I was going to say is that this guy is, you know, using a lot of wrestling. I think you pointed it out, P-Bear, is that he's using a lot of wrestling moves, throwing people a lot of, like, double legs, a lot of just straight up just picking people up and slamming them because he's a big dude. What back did you say suplex. he was? like Back suplex. Um, actually, there was a really cool. Uh, I thought there was kind of a cool contrast between Steven Seagal, uh, Steven Seagal, <laughs> Seagal, Steven Seagal's Aikido throwing people around, and his kind of wrestling, like Greco-Roman, almost like MMA-ish wrestling. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool to see those two things going on. Um, what was your favorite move that you saw? Oh, definitely the suplex. It would have to be the back suplex into that class. What is that? I, I'm trying it was to remember. On top of a car. Yeah, there was a car, car, right? He smashed yeah. the glass on it. Yeah. With that dude. It was awesome. How do you do that? Well, you picked up, you know, so the basic point of a suplex essentially uh-huh. is just to grab a person below like where the waist is. Here, grab grab around All right. my waist. So yeah. you gotta get below their center of gravity. Okay, stand up. Yep. Here yeah. We go. And essentially what you're gonna do is you're gonna bias yourself to one side and you're gonna okay. lift. All right, hold on. You gotta lift yep. and basically you're gonna Whoa. you're dropping somebody yep. over your shoulder and onto their head essentially is the point of a real suplex. But this time he went straight back over his which is a little bit, to be honest, it's a little bit constrained on your back to go straight over rather okay. than over one shoulder. But so you're probably not going to do this to me right now. No, I'm not right? going to go over. I'm not going to go over my back. I'll go. Okay. I'll be nicer. I'll go over one shoulder to you. But back for a movie, it makes sense that they would show because it's a little bit more pizzazzy to go over your back. But in reality, to do a suplex, you'd go over one of your shoulders because you okay. break your back trying to just crunch back like that. All right, here we go. So I'm going to get that you table right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, we're right. going to go slow here. I'm just going to okay. take you a little bit here, and then I'm going to pop you up and just drop you over. <laughs> Oh, is that a little too fast? Sorry. See, it was nicer than a than a full back suplex, though, right? How how are you feeling? Just half of your back is damaged now. Yeah, yeah, just the the middle half. And on the street, my sensei would always tell us when he's teaching a suplex is you just drop somebody on their neck. If you if you were in a situation like that, like multiple tags, you need to, you're just suplexing somebody on their neck, straight up. Um, but. Little less uh, from Seagal in terms of uh, you know straight jujitsu moves and joint locks and things like that. We didn't see as much uh, in this movie, but we did see some Ugh. good hits and snaps. Regardless, so I'm gonna throw it over to my best friend over here, Mr. Smede, to talk us through a couple of these things that we saw. I love the pain. Take it, Peter. Snapping with Mr. Smede. 
As you know, we have our over under at four set at four and a half at the moment. Snaps today. We had a few good ones. So yeah. basically, um, right at the beginning, um, Seagal does a neck snap at the compound on one of the terrorists that he takes out. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and then Sasha also gets into the snap game. Yep. And uh, does the next snap of his own to another goon. This time, I decided to count. Usually, I only count Seagal snaps. But I decided to put Sasha in yeah, there. Yeah, okay he, he was pretty good. He was kicking ass in the movie. Yeah, he was, he was like the sidekick awesome. in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do better. Did yeah. you say that right after snapping? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and um, also, uh, Seagal um, broke some guy's knee as they were leaving. Basically, they all just yep. got their ass kicked by Sasha. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah. I all these was guys. Such a and then, scene. yeah, it was very weird because, like, Sasha goes in there and meets with these goons. And then, like, you know, they try to basically kill him. And he just, like, Fucks them all up. Yeah, so is that badly. when he's getting the lap dance? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, at the yeah. strip club. And, and then the stripper also helps him right, by throwing right. that bucket she, at him. And, yeah. And yeah. She takes out the, the, the. And then we cut the to an establishing shot of the city, and then we cut right, <laughs> right back to right the back alleyway, to the alleyway, right outside and, the club. And the goons are leaving yeah. the club, and then Seagal's just like standing right behind the door, and he basically kicks the side of this yep. guy's knee and it just snaps in and he basically just murders all of them in yeah. cold blood. <laughs> it is <laughs> pretty brutal. <laughs> and does he set up the, the sticks after that too? And, and is that another one where you um, set up a serial killer the, routine? I don't think no. he does the sticks at that point. Okay. No, right. th- th- that one was later in the movie. Yeah, the same resort so um, doesn't come late till later. And then I also... So we're up to three right now, right? Yeah, we're at yep. three. Okay, let's, let's see. And then also, um, Sasha had a battle um, towards the end with one of... Um, Chen's goons. Yeah. Um, and they're in that room and they're grabbing like pipes off the wall and hitting each other. Yes. They like run up the stairs and those like uh chains hanging yep. Yep. from the ceiling. And you know, obviously he wraps the chains around the guy's neck and then he grabs the guy. Yes. Do you remember this, this part? He grabs the guy and runs. They're like kind of high off, yep. uh, high up on this kind of ledge. Yeah. He grabs the guy, runs and jumps off jumps. the ledge while yep. he's hugging him. And the guy's neck is it changed up. Yeah. And it just Snaps, snaps right there. Immediately. Yeah, he had a few creative ways of he killing was good. people. I was gonna say, I really like that they him. had the differences in how they used people's basically own body against them, like Aikido versus what this guy was doing. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> right. Really cool. Any but more snaps, was... Mr. Smitty? There were a couple kind of questionable ones. Ooh. I didn't decide to count them. So any half snaps? Do we? Is it a push? No. Well, uh there were a bunch he of times where we were like, well, there was a lot a of like, he tried a couple times you with know some what? arm bars against a pole. That's right. And, a, and even a ground arm bar, but the guy was resisting. So I did enjoy when face. he was using that stripper pole as, as a weapon. I would definitely do that <laughs> in 100%. But his <laughs> problem was that he was kind of, he was pulling on it slowly. When you got to just jerk that, yeah, you, you got to make that a quick right. snap. It's got to be a snap, but he was pulling on it. So what he did was like hyperextend the guy, but like. It also allows the person to move his body against the pole and kind of reassert himself so like it relieves the pressure. But yeah. if you make it quick, then it would snap. Same thing on the ground. He was pulling on the arm bar slowly so the guy was resisting, and then he smashed him in the face with a bottle. But So we hit the under again again four. today? Four oh, snaps God, going under. So yeah. Yeah. There were definitely a few uh, Foley artist snaps yeah. going on. I might, with, I might start considering like uh, like that kind of stuff, maybe like half snaps or something, honestly. Yeah, we, we might, might start. We might you start know, like Seagal had that figure one, right? He like kind of like used the guy's figure to then smash yeah, his head in like, something. There was also one like, like wrist one. They're ambiguous. broken. We might have to start counting. Well, we'll, we'll, let's revisit that at some point. We'll decide if we count those as heads. And the thing is, not to you know, not, not to today. combine our segments, but like I, I do have to make this point that a lot of the times you see him flip people, and they like kind of like think that's just for the effect of the movie. Obviously, they're flipping around in real life. Like that would be a break. Like that because they don't know. Like a person in an average goon on the street wouldn't know to like tumble out. Tumble out right, of that. They're right. doing that to relieve their own pressure so he can put on a wrist lock and they can, what is called, break falling out of it. We do it in our gym all the time. You break fall out of it so you can put this thing on. But in the street, somebody whose wrist would just immediately snap with that kind of a momentum. So important to note that we do see a, a couple of these things that could theoretically be counted as snaps in the real world but aren't here for the f- sake of showing. A, it's cooler to see a flip in a movie than somebody's wrist just right, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like break on impact. Yeah. So It was... Um, yeah, so that's snapping with Mr. Smitty. 
Again, the it, under is too bad. Yeah. We'll get there someday. Hit that over. Yeah. Just the, the recent movies, it doesn't seem like it happens well, too much. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. As he gets into his later phases. <laughs> I did find a Breaking Bad kind of connection. Yeah, okay, what do you nice. tell me? Okay. Okay. You guys what right. do you got? Um, so when um, Vladimir and his really creepy buddy go yep. into maybe they're in the desert or something. I don't know exactly where they're. Okay. And they, they bring the the little girl instead of the older girl yeah. to Mr. Chen. Right. And he's like, why did you do this? Right. This makes no sense, which is what we were all saying. Right. Yeah. Vladimir, why did you do this? Um, and then he, I thought he was acting very much like Gus Fring in this scene. It just it just felt like a Breaking Bad kind of scene to me. Okay. Um, when he then... He th- he pulls out the gun and threatens Val- Vladimir and says, "You have eighteen hours or something like oh, that." Oh, right, right, right. Um, and then shoots. And then shoots the other creepy guy. Yeah. He th- turns to the partner and then shoots that has yeah. his cronies bring the man closer and then puts the gun in his mouth and shoots him out. Yep. The the back of the head. Which that was a pretty, pretty. That was pretty, pretty brutal. Which was really brutal. It just felt like Breaking Bad sure, inspired. Okay. I also didn't want to be the guy that. who has to hold the back of someone's head. Well, that man is being shot in the mouth. I don't think. No, that's cool. they, no, that's not cool at all. That's not a very good look. We hurt those fingies. So this the stakes are set up very strangely. Yep. The, some of this movie, the action is the action is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's um, okay. But again, yeah, it's just the, the the way this family is involved and in always getting kidnapped, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. So we we do our basic ramping up towards the end situation yeah. where Seagal lays out his b- devil's butcher knife, explains to Sasha what what he has to do, tells everybody that he's a serial killer. Um, it's so convoluted. I don't even really totally know what's happening. Um, Oliver Platten Oswald uh, turns on Sasha. Yeah. Uh, uh, he tases him. John Ham Stamos. So we got a, yeah, another just unnecessary turn. Yeah, another twist that doesn't need to be there. His, par- his partner gets involved. Everyone gets kidnapped. And then somehow they all end up in the same place. And they all end up in the same place. But yeah, Steven Seagal tortures Vladimir to find out where everybody's hidden tell me where your skippy's at <laughs> he injects him in the mouth with coffee yeah, it yeah like well, and then yeah, I was like, and then vladimir was, was like there's enough enough i'm telling you everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm willing to die now he's like i've been coffee free for six weeks man what are you doing to me <laughs> I've, I've, been been trying, trying, <laughs> I've been trying to give up caffeine man. <laughs> shit i gotta start over you know how hard it is <laughs> yeah so everybody this whole family winds up in the same place and sasha has a pretty yeah. cool macgyver scene where he gets out oh, of his right. prison uh, cell no, everybody he uses like his cameras are off remember that Oh he yeah! Puts, it, oh guys, we gotta mention this. So this Sasha puts a like a jacket can, over a over oh, a camera, right? Hold on, it, the can, camera can, wait, in, wait, in his cell. Can we go to bad guys? Yeah, let's okay, go to bad sure. guys. Because it's gotta be part of the worstest. Aside from Vladimir going totally rogue and trying to bring the little girl, we're supposed to bring the older girl, and the bad guy, the main bad guy, just says WTF. This is the worst bad guy work. Okay, so he puts Sasha puts a jacket over this camera where he's being held hostage. You cut to a scene where you see multiple security guards looking at a four split screen. So there's four windows. Like they a, can see like four, quad four box, camera views. Like red FL red zone quad box. One of which is this Sasha's cell. Right. Which is now All black. of these four screens have on the bottom right a t- running timer of the time that's going on. So you see the bottom right camera go black, as it should if somebody put a jacket over it, but the timer is still running, and their thought is that something must have happened with the system, and the cameras are not working, and they decide to reboot their entire <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, they they that. Yeah, yeah. All four of their camera shots. I love how they're basically like, have you tried turning it off and on again? I'm just like, what? It's like to, what? to fix and Wi-Fi. Then, yeah. <laughs> to be even more ridiculous, they turn it back on and still think there's a problem with yeah. it. Even when all three of the other cameras are on and the fourth one is still showing the timer properly. It's just black. Jackets <laughs> oh, over it. Yes. They still think there's a problem with the system. Uh, it's the worst. It is so funny. That Oh, my God. And then the way he gets out of that prison cell is really great, too. He, yeah. he takes the hinges off the door. And then when the bad guys come in, he stabs them <laughs> repeatedly with those hinges. <laughs> and then he sets up the door so that it looks like it's still there. And then when another bad guy comes in, he just jumps into the door and crushes the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, just six yeah, foot five, destroyed. however, 200 plus pounds just into a door into that guy. He finds his sister, Lena. Yep. They're starting to escape. The detectives are also involved somehow. I, uh, somebody sets a car on fire at some point to try to kill somebody. 
very oh, unnecessary. They try to kill the other detective they, that's not the a traitor woman. They try Maria. To, yeah. Right, yeah. who is the straight detective and. Uh, and he decides to save her by sh- shooting at the car that has all this gasoline poured on it. It's so it's so convoluted <laughs> and weird. Well, the way also she j- figures it out when she's hanging out with Oliver Platt, uh, Platt Oswalt, <laughs> yeah. and she just she just narrates what is happening in the movie, yeah. and, and he's going, <laughs> "No, no, no! You can't be figuring it out because he's the dirty cop." And then he turns on her, handcuffs her to a car, and sets the car. It starts on. pouring gasoline Gas all over it. the car. That's his plan. Yeah. Why was that your plan? Why don't you just shoot her? That is the worstest bad yeah, guys. Yeah, it's bad pretty, guys. pretty that drop against Smitty. That, you guys were the worstest today. <laughs> they did not know what to do with hostages in that no. place. They were highly unprepared. Was that guy's really name really Lee Wei? The guy who... Yeah. I was hoping that... Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I was really hoping that Lee Wei's catchphrase would be, I will give you no Lee Wei. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets into a pipe fight with Sasha... Everything goes insane. Seagal is out of the movie for a good half an hour, it feels yeah. like. Uh, this is very similar, I felt like, to um, Maximum Conviction. Conviction. I, he wasn't out of it as much as he was in Maximum Conviction. <laughs> he wasn't Conviction. shopping at CVS yes, for new attire. But it, 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 it had the same vibe where it was like yeah. Seagal was in the movie, but it just wasn't all about him. There were definitely some other like main players that we followed for sure, a lot yeah. of big segments. I agree. I agree. So the, the big setup to the end is that... L- uh, Lena and Sasha have escaped now. Um, we discover that Mia, the little girl, is being human trafficked to this really creepy dude named oh, Roberto, Roberto by yeah, Mr. Chen. Roberto. Um, and Seagal walks up to the gate of Chen's house with a backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Just strolling along with a backpack. These are also bad, bad guys. This as is well. bad, bad guy work. Uh, <laughs> uh, he strolls up to the. He's got a long black jacket on. It's very warm. It looks warm outside. Nobody else is wearing jackets. He goes up to basically to the front office, the front desk of arms dealing. Yeah, that, like I said, <laughs> man, you got to call the front desk of these people. Hey, can I come in? He has a sword on him. They search him. He, he yeah. definitely brings out a sword later. Yeah. They yeah. don't notice that. They don't I'm notice anything back. that he has. He goes up, he meets uh, with Chen. Uh, I love how he is addressed as Mr. Alexander by Chen because yeah. everyone, all bad guys still have so much respect for every Seagal character. Um, and he has to tell him, you can call me Alexander. I, I love this. <laughs> you can call me Alexander. Here, let's, let's actually do this. Uh, uh, Mr. Alexander. You can call me Alexander. Addressing in the formal is much more polite. Yeah. <laughs> it's, also, it's, it's very impressive. Oh, right. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Why is that very facetious. impressive? So then, this is the moment again where he gets the drop on the big bad guy. Um, he has Sasha sh- sniping from outside with an AK forty-seven <laughs> right. scope on his it. His signal yeah. is tapping his shoulder three times. When did he decide this? Like, they didn't talk was, about that. No, they didn't talk no, about but that. Wasn't at he all. outside with the bad guys who patted him out and he's like, "Listen for my signal." And they that's, like, didn't that's all care. it was. But it's like, what's the signal? Oh yeah, that's but right. like, wouldn't you as a bad guy be like, "Wait, what oh, are you yeah, talking yeah, yeah. Right when the bad guys lead him to Chen's Listen office, for what he is clearly he's on the phone good. talking about his plan to take out these bad guys. He's surrounded by the guys he's trying to kill. Yes, this is maybe the worst bad, the most inept bad guy work we've ever seen um there's a lot of sword fighting going on it's a lot of bad uh bloodshot spatters also terrible didn't mention this but it's all the way from the beginning of the movie through right now like bloodshot spatters or not they don't make any sense yes he'll he'll shoot somebody who's lying on the ground and there'll be a blood spatter on the wall above them yes yes um yeah, he sword fights that guy for like five minutes that we didn't need to see him sword fight. <laughs> but then um, he, he chops off some people's arms. He shows was, people. I enjoyed the arm chopping. They don't miss a single a single bullet no. bullet shot this entire time. Um, and then he, <laughs> but he's very very swift into his uh, sword dealings with Mister Chen. However, yes, which th- is funny because they have this segment where they're both like, "Can we deal with like?" So Chen has this little girl hostage, and like yep. everybody's fucked now. So he's like, "I'm gonna be dead pretty soon." So he's trying to like talk his way out of it, and he's almost like he's referring to his father Gong and like his like you know like his family lineage and honor and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, "Can we deal with this like without swords and bloodshed and all this kind of stuff?" The girl's like, "Yeah," and he lets the little girl go, and then immediately and then they both up, draw swords. Like I, I was a little confused by that as well. I thought he it's was like, just did they gonna... both know that that was complete bullshit, and they just wanted to get the kid out of it? Well, they both without... said that they're both liars. That's true. Yeah. So the little girl's out of it. She's standing with her brother. And Seagal and this guy both pull sword. Well, Seagal has a sword out, but this guy pulls a sword. And it is just the swiftest. It was just, it was straight samurai shit right there. That was awesome, actually. Like, Seagal just, put, he blocks the, the incoming sword strike and just, he slices the dude's armpit underneath his armpit, which is a huge collection of arteries. So you just bleed out very, very fast. Very similar to what he did to um, um, 
the Dude guy from, in Out of Reach. Yeah, exactly. Zachary Ty Prime. Same, yeah, 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 same, same armpit. Strike with the sword. That's a, that's a yeah. legit samurai. If you yeah. look at older like older like samurai footage and stuff, that's a that's a practice technique to like right. somebody comes in with a very four. Like what Chen did was he came down with a slash sword. The cigar blocked up and then turned. He flips his samurai sword and just slices through the guy's armpit while going forward. So it's very, very effective. And as this human trafficking arms dealer dies, he says, dies from a sword wound to his midsection. He says, <laughs> now I can die in peace. Yeah, I, I was also confused about that. It's like, that's a brutal death, man. Like, he's like, ah, ah, now here I go. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was weird. The, the stuff with honor with him and how he wasn't truly the worst of the bad guys, it was very. Very strange. Like, yeah, except you're trying to sell like a little girl, you piece of shit. Like, like, okay, you're not the bad guy. And then to our unnecessarily happy ending, which is, again, will be addressed in our next film probably. Things have got to change. Oh, uh, let's take Seagal it to has not sexually a, a, Seagal. A drug lord. Yeah, let's, let's take, take it to it. sexually Seagal. Let's for take it. Because this was this superfluous. Was, this was one of the best endings, dude. I, I'm yes, all no, about honestly, this. I was going to say this was one of my favorite Me endings Me and Mr. Smitty well. are on it the was, same page was, about this. It was very uncomfortable, but I loved it nonetheless. Mr. Smitty, narrate what's going on for us with this segment. All right, so it's a nice happy ending, basically. So Literally. Things get wrapped up. Sasha takes Mia, and it looks like they're going back to the, the States or going somewhere else. <laughs> and the dope dog. America. They take Roman as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all happy, and Lena stays with Seagal. Oh, <laughs> Why would you stay back with him? She is 40 years younger yeah. than him. Oh, Let's just say, though, she was giving him eyes every single she scene was. of the she movie. She was. It was gross. Like, this had to have happened. But with all with the last films that we've seen, you know how there's been, like, some tension, but nothing's ever happened. I thought right. it was going to be one of those. Right. And then all of a sudden, the last scene of the movie, it's like her taking her top off and, like, She's like hugging Steven. He's not like they're not like quite kissing. He's not like, that into it. He's no, not, he's not. No, she seems more into it than he is, yeah. which is like surprising. But he's just super awkward and like, and they bang. Know, they bang. They bang. That's the last scene of the movie. That's great. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Mr. Alexander Coates in the, the next, next film because he's got this lady at the end. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he becomes we'll a big drug lord. We'll see. Speaking what of happy that? endings, yeah. why don't we take it there? That very special place. Oh, shit. Let's go down south for a happy ending to the island of alternate endings. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Welcome to the the island island of alternate alternate endings. endings. Welcome, brother. Oh, what's up, Screwface? (laughs) Hey, you guys. Keith David is here, too. I am also on the island of alternate endings. (laughs) I called in sick for class tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 oh, man, Keith. Man, Keith, you are just a wild man over here. <laughs> All right. And this is what Seagal gets him in a mood, you know? Seagal gets Keith just riled up. Gets torqued. Here's, yeah. here's an alternate what ending you for you. What got for us, Mr. Peter? That I actually would, would really like to see as a movie. Those cre- the credit sequence at the beginning, the title cards went on far too long. I was hoping the entire movie could have had th- just the credits going out through the, the credit title cards going out through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> spread out throughout the whole movie yeah that, and it that does be like amazing. best boy and gaffer and key grip and all that stuff and mr seagal special like thanks every and, minute there's like, like a every five second single ten. like new character that comes <laughs> yeah. on even if it's like a like a secondary henchman they like <laughs> give him like a shot and like secondary henchman like right stano's blah blah, blah and like yeah that'd be pretty funny oh, and then man. it saves time because you don't have to run girl. Uh, credits at the end that would be but if the movie was intercut with its credits the entire way yeah um, Mr. Seagal's assistant, Mr. Seagal's second assistant, Mr. Seagal's th- third assistant. Yeah. Mr. Seagal would like to thank uh, Sharpie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his stuff. hair products. <laughs> Skippy is provided by. <laughs> um, I would also go for a movie um, starring uh, Mr. Alexander and his dog Roman, where they're a crime uh, fighting oh, duo. Yes. Mm, and yes. uh, Roman helps calm down Seagal in yeah. very important key situations like <laughs> bomb diffusing and that kind yeah. of, kind of okay. thing. Okay. Um, and it would be called K10. Because it's like K-9, but one more. Uh, it's funny because I see a similar alternate ending, except it's Sasha and Steve that team up mm-hmm. to fight crime. And it's Sasha that's keeping Steve like kind of like under control. But in the process, he himself gets out of control and then like ends up body slamming, suplexing people. And then they have like good like banter where Steven's like, I thought you said you were going to take it easy. <laughs> and it's called like, what would it be called? Like Alexander, oh, the adventures of, I don't know what it would be called. Like. Sasha and Alexander go to town. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Sasha and Alexander go to town. 
I think that's the one. <laughs> I think that's the one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, Ben Carson, we want to make a movie with you and Poland starring Seagal, Sasha, yeah, can you and all, give us all a lot of money. Can we be the bad? I want to be the bad guys in the movie. Oh, kill, do you though? Kill us Seagal in a movie, please. <laughs> please kill, kill us, us on film. Please kill us on film. I don't know if I want to be a main bad guy from a late. This is how I feel like his progression has went. Like I feel like before in his older movies, the main bad guys would get very elaborate debts. And then as his like movies in the later two thousands, the, the like lesser guys get more elaborate deaths, and the main henchmen get killed very quickly. Which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Think of like Mark for Death. We haven't seen Out for Justice yet, but like that one, Under Siege Two. All these movies, the main bad guys get like multiple snap and like get beat up and like killed in a very weird, like, like elaborate the bad way. Guy in Under Siege Two goes through so yeah, much. Yeah, he, he gets he, a lot. Right. Of same thing. Out for Justice, which we haven't had yet, though. That that has the same thing. But then like the later movies is just quick deaths, like Out of Reach in this one. Yeah, yeah, it really is. is. We'll have to keep tracking that. Quick wrap up, Mr. Wrap Smitty. What do you got for your Island of Alternate Endings oh, ending? Oh man, honestly, I wouldn't change much to this ending. I like <laughs> really? this. <one>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. What I would change? It's actually, so okay. So mm, what I would change yeah. is. That at the at the wrap up when they're all kind of like doing their little goodbye thing, um, the policewoman Maria comes by mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm also gonna stay with Alexander." <laughs> and they have a threesome. Oh it's shit! Like Vicky Christina Barcelona yeah. <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Seagal in the Javier Bardem role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's very sexually yeah. Seagal. Yeah. I could have also have gone for an ending, and it kind of is like the one of the few connections between this and Force of Execution was the ending. Where the bad guy is holding somebody hostage, but he's completely down to his last he, he's, yeah. moments yeah. of life. He's you know he and he knows that he, Seagal is one. Um, I wish that Chang had just come in with the girl and said, "Where's the exit? Where's the exit?" <laughs> like Ving Rhames in, uh, in oh, the yeah. Force of Execution. Yeah, just like asking how to get out of it's his own his really, own place, his own really <laughs> nice office. <laughs> it was a beautiful office. It was really nice. Um, speaking of Force of Execution, once again, this was a sequel. Uh, this prequel. movie, a, uh, yes, this movie, A Good Man, it was a prequel, uh, made the year after Force it of Execution. It would have made more sense as a sequel, because <laughs> it, it's yeah, like, yeah, at least then, like, whatever, there's nothing to do with these people we killed. It could have easily been a sequel. Could have easily been not even related to it. Like. So we are in the middle of the Keone Waxman to Steven Seagal trilogy right now. What are we doing next, Flav? We are doing, what, what was the fucking movie called again? Because there's gut shots straight that happens in between... We need that to tell people this. Between. It was there's a second movie filmed in between this one and the sequel to this one. Yep. Which is Mercenary Colon Absolution. Which I keep just calling Absolution, but I don't understand the title. I can't wait to explain the title of that movie. I want to find out if they connect these two movies through this secondary sequel. I, it's I, a mess. I see it listed as Absolution and also the Mercenary Colon Absolution. Okay. Oh really? Which okay. is also known as the Mercenary oh, okay. Colon yeah. Absolution. When you said Mercer, I was like, wait a minute, I thought... So that's what we're doing next week. We'll probably have a very special guest or two for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you guys have anything else about A Good Man? I've, this one was right in the, in the middle, bottom middle, I would Fairly say. Fairly mediocre. Of, yeah, it was mediocre. The action was okay, but the plot made very, very little sense. And honestly, he was like a good man in this, so it doesn't make sense <laughs> with Force of Execution more because he kept saying he had a dark and sordid past and that... This isn't a very dark and sordid past. Yeah, I like, think maybe we're about to see people, that. Killed a couple people, sure, killed but killed a lot, lot of people. people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he does that all the time. He is a serial killer yeah, in this movie. He does that all the time. <laughs> I think, actually, here's, here's, my t- here's my one sentence for this movie. A serial killer is successful. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's our This that's has our been P-Bear, Flavor, and Mr. Smitty. And this is Seriously Seagal. <laughs> Never. 
absolute. Somebody's coming. Steven Seagal and Vinnie Jones. Absolution. It's not two against one here, John. It's two against us. You're hanging around with the wrong people.